Hello everyone and welcome back to the Cinema Gems and as always I'm your host the Admirable Admiral and as always we're in a video store somewhere in your hometown so come find us. Yes, video stores still exist and including Cinema Gems the only video store to be delivered by Piro. Of course as always guys we are ready to be here to listen in your ear holes for us to review a movie and of course the very illustrious Buttmeister himself is next to me. How are you doing, buddy? <laughs> Fuck you, Admiral. I was so ready to come in swinging with the... But you got me really hard with that pirogue joke. <laughs> are you serious? Yes. I was 100% not expecting that. Like, ladies and gentlemen of Cinema Gems World, uh, we do talk a little bit before the show... But there's sometimes where we start recording and then the Admiral just hits me out of left field with something he'd never mentioned before the show and it just catches me off guard. That P-Rogue line was really good. Welcome back to Cinema Gems, everyone. Uh, hi, I'm the Butt Maestro. In case this is your first time on the show, um, let us know how you found us. Uh, I'm glad I made you, you laugh. How you can contact us because there's a bunch of different ways. What's that? Oh, Admiral? Yeah, I'm glad I made you laugh. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> that was fucking great. Um, but welcome back to Cinema yeah. Gems, everyone. We're another podcast that mostly talks about uh, TV shows and video games. You um, there? You know, mostly movies, but sometimes other cinema-adjacent things. I am I am here. Hello? Yes, Hello. and also is the very illustrious, the Honorable Tesla cowering in his bed just like the fantastic miss frida cowering on top of the couch because it's raining i don't know if it's raining where you guys are at listening to this or if it's still raining from these many days of it raining but guys look we're here to talk about a movie that has been divisive to people but before we go any further um we need to talk about somebody that we lost uh this past week uh, he is a close friend to us. He has been... He is closer to other people than some. But he did literally touch the ears of New Orleans by his radio show on WWOZ on Saturdays from 10 to 3, I believe, or 10 to 4. He... I, I listened to his, his OZ show once and... Uh... I wish I had listened to it more. He is he is a guy that is very much a person that is just pure happiness, pure joy. And I got to speak with him on his last day on on this on this earth. Um, and one of my things that I said to him is he asked me, he go, Hey Admiral how you doing today? And I just look at him and I go, well, I get to see you, bud, today. So that's always, that's always good to me. And he just had a big old, what I assumed was a big smile on his face because we are wearing masks. But he chuckled, he chuckled a little bit and patted me on the shoulder. And it meant a lot that that was the last memory I have with him. Um, you have worked more with him than I have, but Maestro, do you have anything else to say? I, I have worked with him quite a bit over the last few years, and uh, my only regret is that I didn't really get to talk to him more outside of work, and I didn't really get to talk to him more about anything other than recording. Uh, but I do know that very few other people understood the therapeutic nature of getting in front of a microphone and just pouring your heart out, or turning on your favorite music and talking to other people about why we love these things, whether it be music or movies or TV or whatever, it just, just connecting with other people through media, through art and getting in front of a microphone and pouring yes. your heart out and the truly therapeutic nature of it. Few people understood that better than Ron. Um, yes. There, there are several amazing clips you can go watch. Uh, I'm talking to listeners, of course, because I know the Admiral's already seen this. Um, 
there, there are a few amazing clips you can watch, but one in particular that really got me in the gut was uh, when he was covering the plane crash of, um, of, um, help me out here, what, what classic rock band was it? It wasn't Led Zeppelin. The Who? Rolling Stones? No, it was, it was a classic rock band who I'm blanking on right now, but they, uh, their plane crashed in Mississippi in like the seventies and Ron was on the radio at like two to four in the morning when it happened, when that news broke. And so he was like, people were calling into his show and he was consoling people on the air and they, they were just listening to this band's music as a therapy, as a, let's get through this tough time. And yeah, Ron was just an awesome dude. I already miss him so much. Shit. <laughs> no. Uh, Ron, um, I know we've only known you a couple years out of your life, but it really meant a lot to be graced by your presence and your sheer wholesomeness that you are were as a person. And I'm glad, at least for me, that I was able to talk to you about movies, small minute about, but I wish that I actually were able to get to know you more and talk to you more. Yeah. I, I wish I would have talked to him more, but because we worked together and because of where we worked, there wasn't a non-busy moment. Correct. Um... You know, never a dull moment at Swapper Jacks, uh, but Ron always somehow found time and found energy within himself. No matter how exhausted emotionally and physically he was, he always found the time and the energy within himself to go out of his way and be kind to people whenever humanly possible. Mm -hmm. Um. And for me, at least, one of the hardest things about this is knowing that Ron is leaving behind a void of kindness that we all have the chance to attempt to fill. I don't think one person by themselves can do it, but fortunately we work with a lot of really good people who all saw how awesome and kind Ron was and who all, like, I've already seen it in the last few days, like, the fire lit under our asses <laughs> of just like, oh shit we need to really step up because Ron isn't here anymore and that really sucks <laughs> oh. so, uh, so Ron, you will be missed, um we are yeah, we're trying to get a show together and a uh, memory for you um we're trying. We have some plans in the works. We, we have a few ideas, but before we run with it, we want to make sure that we get it right. We want to make sure that it feels appropriate. We don't want it to be a shameless um, plug. To his shameless, memory. Shameless, forced show. We want it to gestate exactly. and actually set in our brains of what we would want to do. And that's the main reason why... We're glad to have known you is because we didn't know everything about you, but we got to know the parts that we've loved. Miss you already, Ron. Shit. <laughs> Y'all can't see it, but I'm getting yeah. teared up. All right. Um, so with that point, um, let's go ahead and uh, take a moment um, and discuss Mortal Kombat 2021. Yes, before we get into Mortal Kombat, I do want to announce, uh, apparently, we have an impromptu special guest on today's episode. Everyone, please welcome my annoying, knocking neighbor. Yeah! My, my next door neighbor, like, neighbor literally on the other side of this wall, has been hammering shit for the last two hours, nonstop. And I'm pretty sure he's, like, hammering in a bathtub right now. I'm most likely going to, like, print out a pamphlet with the URL code for this episode on it and like post it on his door and be like guess what you made a guest you made a guest appearance on guest my appearance. podcast fuck you asshole 
Oh, wow. Okay. Like, I wouldn't be so mad if he hadn't gotten louder with the hamming, hammering while we were trying to have a sentimental moment about our friend. Ugh. Anyway, Mortal Kombat. Here we go. Now that we've gotten all that um, shit out of the way. Mortal uh, Kombat. Um, so, um, mm. the first ten minutes were beautiful. First ten minutes were beautiful. Can we... Before we get into the plot of this, can we preface with Emerald, what is your experience with the Mortal Kombat franchise so far? Uh, How many of the games have you played? How many of the movies have you I watched? I think I've played a handful of the games a handful of times. Um, and I've seen both movies, both original movies. I watched the Chung Lee movie. I thought that one was okay. Um Okay. Uh, but I played uh, Mortal Kombat 2, one, I'm sorry, 1, 2, 5, and I believe 4. Okay. But I don't know exactly if I played 3 or 4 for sure. What about you? Uh, very similar experience. A handful of the games. I've seen all the live action movies that came before this. Uh, and the only reason I, na I ask is because Mortal Kombat has a very strong and passionate fan base. And the gatekeeping I've seen is harder here than in the Star Wars fandom. Where it's like, oh, if Empire Strikes Back isn't your favorite movie, you're not really a Star Wars fan. First off, if you're a kind of Star Wars fan that gatekeeps like that... Fuck you. Um, second, yeah, Mortal Kombat is a very has a very passionate fan base, mm -hmm. and I, f I feel like we should throw out some credentials out there and be like, hey, we have some experience with this franchise. We've both played some of the games, we've seen some of the movies, we know some of the lore for which this movie is basing itself off of. Um, that being said. Let's get into this. Okay. Um, so, <clears throat> the first ten minutes were beautiful. Great. Yes. Great. The rest of the movie, to quote Ubatuba, hot fried cheese. I'm sorry. Cold. Hot fried cold cheese. Cold like fried cheese. A step up above cold cheese. Cold fried cheese. I'm, I'm going to do my best to pronounce this actor's name. Um, oh, you mean the character that was completely made up for the movie? Hiroyuki Sanada. Hiroyuki Sanada is Hanzo Hisashi slash Scorpion uh, oh. in this movie. And this actor, first off, he is the standout performance in the entire movie. He is the one actor who is trying the hardest. Um, he's also, I feel like this is a nice break from what he's usually typecast as. Because if you look at movies like Last Samurai, uh, which Wolverine Origins movie where it was the Wolverine go against the Silver the, Samurai, the Wolverine, the Wolverine, uh, that and Forty Seven Ronin and a handful of other movies for years, you, he has been a token gruff Japanese authentic samurai who is forced to train the white guy into becoming a samurai and then eventually the white guy earns his respect you forgot whether that white guy is keanu reeves or tom cruise doesn't matter or hugh jackman doesn't matter this guy hiroyuki sanada uh has always been amazing in that role but i've always felt a little bit bad because it seems like a weird typecasting a weird token casting this time, he's just full-on fucking independent, awesome character with a sad backstory, and any time he's in the movie is the best part of the movie. You forgot. You forgot. Avengers, Avengers Endgame. He's fighting Hawkeye. That's different, though. That's that's different. Yeah, he's he's fighting Hawkeye. He's not mentoring anyone. He's fighting Hawkeye, and that's a fucking awesome No, fight. I just and meant I really you forgot that, that he was day. in that. Like, you're absolutely right. You're, I forgot to mention that. Thank you for mentioning that amazing sequence because I just rewatched Endgame a few days ago, and I can't stop thinking how much I would love a Ronin spinoff show. No. With because that that's Hawkeye's name 
after the snap. I know. He becomes oh, Ronan. I'm aware. Okay, cool. Uh, Just tell the listeners in case. So, you know. so basically, <clears throat> um, Scorpion and Sub Zero, pre Sub Zero, and pre Scorpion, they have uh, a badass fight. Uh, they kick ass. Um, they have this. Uh, I like that uh, Bihan gets the spade. Um, it ties a rope to it, and it's yep. his uh, his his attack that he uses as Scorpion. Nice foreshadowing. Uh, oh, you mean Hanzo? Yes. And then, uh, you know, uh, Sub Zero kills all of his his family members, uh, except one, except the the baby girl they didn't know anything about. But uh, he dies in the process. But Raiden. Uh, takes uh, his daughter uh, to the nether realm, or I'm sorry, not nether realm. He goes to the nether realm. Uh, his his uh, Raiden just takes her to uh, the I think the other world, like basically a subset pocket dimension of our world, which is Outworld or Earth realm. Look. Yes. It's where it gets There are some weird realms in this Mortal Kombat world. Yeah. So basically, if you have a tattoo of a, of a dragon that's red on you after killing somebody, you are Earth's fighter. Yay. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Did you say you're Earth's fighter? As in, like, you mashed... Defender and fighter. What's up? You were a defighter. <laughs> it really sounded like you said, if you have a tattoo, you were Earth's defighter. Yeah, if you have. Like you were trying to say fighter yeah. and defender at the same time. Okay. No, okay, fighter. Cool. Making sure I heard that right. Fighter. Yay! Um, Your Earth defighter. Earth def- defender. Uh, so. Earth, Earth defighter. Uh, defenders of the Earth! Defenders of the Earth! Um, sorry. Yeah, that, that, that it will always, whenever the word Defenders of the Earth, or Defender Earth, or Earth's Defenders comes up, my brain immediately goes to the opening sequence of, uh, Defenders of the Earth. Um, okay, cool. So, basically... So, um... After that opening sequence, we see Cole Young. Uh, there is a, just a, uh... Bare knuckle brawl, I believe, would be well. The, he is taped, so it's not a bare knuckle brawl, but it's kind of like a underground MMA, I guess. Kick fighting. Yeah. Uh, and we see that it has yellow like tape. A former champion Ooh. or something. Yes. Uh, he has yellow tape on his wrists. Oh, I wonder who he's for. Oh, who is he for? I guess we'll find who's, out. Who's he the ancestor of? Okay. Uh, and so then, uh, you know, he ends up losing the fight because he doesn't listen to his daughter and uses his uppercut. Um, <clears throat> and then they go out. Um, I think they go out for ice cream afterwards. I, I, feel, I feel sorry for the actor playing this character because it's not his fault that this character is so boring. <laughs> and we'll get into the literal plot armor later. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's, it's not the actor's fault that this character is so boring. And honestly, this character is kind of instance number one of this movie clearly wanted clearly had some ambitious casting in mind and when those casting ideas didn't work they found other people who looked exactly like who they wanted uh but aren't as good um instance number one cole young they clearly wanted like a young uh donnie yen yep but donnie yen is now too old and too high budget for this kind of shit Mm-hmm. So they found like an actual MMA fighter. Um, yeah. Which look, I, I have I have nothing against you casting actual fighters in your action movie, but you got to make sure they can act first. And a lot of the people in this movie 
can really fight, but can't really act. Which doesn't work if you mostly have dialogue sequences and you edit and cut your fight sequences to where they're completely in indistinguishable. Yep. Like, if you're going to cast professional fighters as the fighters in your movie, let them fucking fight. Anyway, um, please continue. Also, uh, so they go out, I believe, for ice cream. And they start to... And there's snow that's sh showing up. There's snow just, like, you know, it's falling. Yeah, like in the middle of the summer. It's just fucking yeah. snowing. What the fuck? And then Jack shows up, and he's like, Hey, Special Forces Major Jackson, get in the car. They clearly wanted Michael Jai White here. Yeah. Uh, so then he heads to... Gary, Indiana, of all places. <laughs> Gary, Gary, Indiana, Indiana. Gary, Indiana, Gary, um, Indiana. So, Jacks. My least favorite song from a terrible musical. So, Jax decides, which, I mean, they could have gotten away from Sub-Zero, and Jax could have survived this encounter, but, okay. So, Jax is like, oh, I'm going to fight. Um, so, Jax fights Sub-Zero, um, and... I like this scene because it shows that the his his his, his hands his his, his sub zero technique literally cauterizes his capillaries in his arms so they don't bleed out once yes. once they break. Yes, that is a very interesting. Okay, this is one of several instances in this movie where, like, yeah, this is a pretty great fight scene. Um, I was still a little bit taken out of the fight scene because for the first for, for the last like five minutes leading up into the fight scene he keeps yelling get in the truck when they're clearly getting into an SUV well, I don't know why that bothered me more than anything else in this movie the semantics but that bothered me quite a bit anytime he, anytime he yelled get in the truck and it's clearly an SUV and then later in the movie when there's an actual truck they keep saying get in the car I'm like who, who on your production team fucked up? Uh, and then we get to meet Sonya Blade. She's, she's clearly supposed to be Rachel McAdams, but she is. I liked her for what she was. Um, Je Jessica McNamee. She's okay. She's fun. Oh, what? Be having some time. No, she's calls. from Chips in 2017. She's from The Vow in 2012. I have very purposely never seen either of those movies. Uh, Especially Chips. The, there's... Oh, oh wait. I, I, I haven't really seen anything else that she's in. You don't like her, man? She's she's kind of generic white girl. She's okay. I, I, didn't, I didn't say she's bad. I'm just saying, like, Based on how she looks and how she acts, they clearly had an idea for who they wanted for this movie. Mm -hmm. um, they, like, they clearly wanted a... Uh, I just said... Rachel McAdams. But yeah, Rachel McAdams. Jessica McNamee, she's fine. I hope we see her later in better things. Um, I hope the inevitable sequels to this movie are better than yeah. this one. Uh, but we'll And then there. she introduces us to... One of my favorite characters of the movie, Kano. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think, and, and I love seeing the online reaction to this movie because he is universally the favorite character in this movie. Which, if you know anything about Mortal Kombat lore, is fucking hilarious yeah. because Kano is universally a very hated character. Oh yeah, in Mortal Kombat, yeah. and it's just hilarious that ever, the internet. Well, he basically reads as a Reddit as subreddit comments. Like people, like that's it. That's what he. That's what he. Uh, that's his. That's that's his. That's his dialogue. Somebody literally just Pretty went much. to Reddit to subreddit. So I was like, oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. Um, look. Yeah, Josh. Josh Lawson. Is he actually um, Australian? Phenomenal as Kano in this. Uh, I'm looking it up right now. Let's while while you're looking it up, uh, so. Yes, he is. Short uh, answer, yes, he so is. So when the rep when reptile showed up, I thought it was, I thought it was the, the, uh, the 
uh, Gorn, Gorno, the four-armed creature. I thought, Gorn. I was like, oh shit, is we getting this one this early? But the reptile I really liked. But Patron also pointed out something good. If the reptile can breathe blood and also possibly acid, how can Kano put his arm through his through the sternum of his chest, take out his heart, and him his arm be okay? Oh, I fully expected his arm to just dissolve yeah. right there. I was a little bit disappointed that yeah. it didn't. Yeah. Uh, so, and then, uh, basically, they they head over and they head to Raiden's Temple with help from Kano's friend who's driving a plane. Who I'm like, wait, can we just leave the movie and follow her? Because she seems a lot more fucking interesting than, than anything. Like, I want to see a, a cop a, a buddy cop movie with Kano and her. That's what I want to see. I want to see them going off yeah. and doing a mercenary type deals. Let's see that movie. Mercenary Let's see type. that movie. Um, but, but. No, instead we get yeah. the rest of this movie. Uh, and so basically, Sub Zero's like, hey, look, these people are going to die anyway, so why don't you just fight us right now? And Raiden's like, you can't, you cannot fight, uh, you know, Mortal Kombat right now. It's, it, you can't do it. I'm just like, well, come on, let's fight, let's fight. No. Yeah, you haven't unlocked your right. superpower. You got to do the Arcana. And I like that Kano's like, what? You mean I can fucking fly, mate? It's just like, what? I'm sorry, what? So, then we get a pretty good montage sequence of events. Of, of training. And which inevitably which, don't really lead to anything. Um, and then when Kano gets upset at dinner and releases his laser eye. Okay. Which, look, I have to give a, a shout out to two amazing actors in this movie. Both of them. Remember when I was saying earlier, when you get professional fighters in your movie, you should just really let them fight. Mm -hmm. Um. Ludi Lin and Max Huang, uh, Liu Kang and Kung Lao, respectively, both do a fucking phenomenal job in this movie. They're not actors, but they still pretty... They handle their own in terms of acting pretty well. Um, and both of their fight scenes are fucking phenomenal. Uh, every fight scene with Liu Kang, every fight scene with Kung Lao, I want more of them. In fact, I really would have rathered Liu Kang be the main character of this movie no. then make us sit around with this normal guy who is so bad at what he's doing that he needs literal plot armor uh and we're get, we're getting to, to not that. die um i know and so then uh they send oh god who do they send home they, not not kano they said call home call they They're like, look, Cole, you ain't got what it's got to be. You, you want to go be with your family? There's your family. Opens the portal, so he goes home. And while they're all, while, while they're all, you know, doing their own thing, uh, Sub-Zero comes to Kano, and he's like, look, whatever they're paying, double it, and then double that. And then you're working with, uh, who's the bad guy again? Shang Tsung. Okay. Look, man, look. This movie is just all over the place. They said one person's name once, and then I'm like, oh, what? Who's this person now? Sh Shang Tsung, he's the dark wizard yeah. in this movie. And then and then um, Shang Tsung wants to hold, excuse me. I think, Mortal Kombat. They didn't specify which number it was, but they've won the past five or some something. They, they've won the past uh, nine, and basically if you win ten in a row... Your faction just automatically gains control of the universe, no questions asked. Okay. Which is kind of a weird way to rule the universe. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a martial arts tournament that you don't fill anyone in on. It's just like, oh yeah, we won this thing. We didn't tell you about it, but we won. So we get your planet now. Uh, so so the um, and basically he's trying to cheat the mm -hmm. system. Uh, and prevent Earth 
from ever having any contenders in the tournament to begin with. By killing which all is some of shady, the shady, dirty shit. Yeah. yeah, very shady. Uh, so then we get uh, the Milena, uh, Rico, Natara, and Goro, and a Cabal, I believe. Yes. Uh, and yes, Cabal. All characters from yeah. the game. And Goro goes to. Goro goes to the Earth Realm to go feed, to go uh, fight uh, Cole, uh, while all the other characters fight. Okay, we're we're just gonna fight now. So, oh, okay. So Cole, as as the Bub Maestro said, literally has plot armor. Literal plot armor. He unlocks his superpower. He unlocks his Arcana. And it is literal plot armor. It's just... It, it, he, he gets fucking copper yeah. skin armor that just... Poof, I'm protected now. I'm invulnerable to everything now. I don't even get a full suit of armor. It's just a chest piece. Fuck you, hammering neighbor. Jesus Christ. Sorry. And, uh, and so then... Um... He basically attacks him with the uppercut, like his daughter said in the beginning. Destroys Gorno. Uh, Jax's fight was pretty cool. I like that Jax basically shuttered his his um his hands to you know basically decapitate him, bludgeon him, literally bludgeon his uh his friend his uh, not friend his opponent to death. Um, and yeah. then basically. Uh, we find out. Don't we find out about Cole's backstory at this moment? Yeah, a little bit. He is, as far as I remember, a long descendant of yeah, Hanzo. who is now Scorpion. Yeah. Scorpion. Um, yes. And so then, when uh, they're mourning uh, Lao's death, because Lao dies, I believe. Yes, Kung Lao, but not before having. One of the best fatalities of the movie. And yes, there are fatalities in this movie. Because of okay. course there are. It's a All mortal right. combat. Alright, let's talk movie. about these fight sequences. Uh, okay, so you got one on a bridge. You got one on a pitch of a really small soccer field. And you got one... You got two on Earth. One's in a trailer park. And one's on a farm. And they're all set at night. Yeah. That's what you got going on right now. I'm just letting you know. You can't distinguish who the fuck is who unless there's a close-up of the face. Again, like I said earlier, if you're going to have professional fighters play your characters in a fighting movie, have fight scenes that make yep. sense and have fight scenes that you can actually see the action going on instead of these fucking taken shaky cam jump shot things where you can't tell what the fuck is going on until oh someone is getting sawed in half by a spinning hat on the ground okay with that sequence that's cool when I he guess. goes when he goes flawless victory flawless okay first victory. of all he whispered it who the fuck was he talking to was he talking to himself was he talking to himself 100% he was talking to the audience like the movie is not even trying to be subtle about it the actors are literally saying this for the audience and no Isn't one Isn't that supposed to be the other characters that's, that's supposed to say that anyway? I just... Uh, I, I don't okay. know. Whatever. Uh, and so then we, we get Marine. My brain is broken from trying to interpret yeah. this movie. We get Marine basically trying to eat uh, Sonya's face, but she doesn't for some reason. She's like, oh, I'm just going to let you go. It's whatever. It's cool. Uh, and then, basically, um, they have another fight. Yeah, the movie's not over. They There's have another more. fight where you remember this. You remember that fight sequence in the MMA fighting ring? Yeah. Well, it's now in a freezer, but the same thing's happening. It's like, oh, this is cool. Oh, it's cool. Yeah, and apparently Cole's wife slash girlfriend slash daughter i don't know that relationship is weird and mixed up and not very clear in the movie um 
his his significant his other partner. is frozen by Sub-Zero in the same way that Hanzo's significant others were frozen. But earlier in the movie, when Hanzo's significant other was frozen, she was, like, instantly dead. Here, she's still oh, alive, yeah. question yeah, mark? it's okay. She's alive. It's fine. Movie, please make this it's make fine. sense. Um, and so then we get a scorpion who has been, uh, been a strict Japanese speaker in this entire movie. Yell, get over here in English. I was like, oh, that's cool. The fight mm-hmm. sequence was great between between Sub Zero and Scorpion. Great. Hey, movie, why don't you just make versus movies? We'll watch those more than an actual Mortal Kombat movie. Hundred <laughs> percent. Scorpion versus Sub Zero. Or make a Mortal Kombat movie with actual. That that actually yeah. makes sense. Um, and so then. Um, they, you know, they, Scorpion kills Sub-Zero, possibly. We don't know. Uh, For now. And then... That being said, in the mythology of, of the series, there are canonically two, there are multiple incarnations of Sub-Zero. Bihan is the first. Yep. And... So we could get more of the same guy, or we could get a completely different Sub-Zero. Who the fuck knows? So then, basically, uh, they they free Cole's family. Um, And I love how Scorpion, in Japanese, I believe he says, you have done the family bloodline well, or something along those lines. Something along those lines. And I love when it's said, it's in Japanese, and they look right at him, and I turn to Patron and look right at her and I go, what? I don't understand Japanese. Can you say it in English? Or can you write it down for me so I can look it up later? Like, (laughs) okay, I'm not saying it from a colonizer's perspective, but if you're going to establish a character, strictly speaking, Japanese. And then he says a word in English. That's cool. Then he's going to talk to his ancestor, his descendant, in Japanese. I don't know this person's life. Can this person understand it? They didn't get an affirmation that they understood what they heard. I don't I don't mean to I, I don't I mean don't to know. be that person that's like, "Oh, say it in English." But I'm pretty sure the character that it's being spoken to doesn't know what that means. Or maybe it's Understood. I, I, I know what you mean because it's not necessarily being mad that someone's not speaking English. It's being mad that there is little to no consistency in this movie yep. from point to point. Yep. Things that they establish at one point in the movie are then later completely yep. ignored. That's called bad continuity. Yeah. And ladies and gentlemen and everyone in between, uh, that yeah, that's bad. For a movie or a TV show or video game or what the fuck ever, have, establishing a rule early on and then having someone come along and completely ignore that rule, whether you're a main character in a movie or playing a main character in a video game, actually, especially in a video game, when a boss comes along and ignores something that was established early on, that feels like shit. You feel cheated. Like, wait a minute, you just one-shotted me with a move that I can't unlock until the end of the game? Are you kidding me? Uh, Yeah, inconsistency. There's a lot of it in this movie, and unfortunately, it looks like we're going to get more of these. And so then uh, Raiden's like, hey, we should prepare new warriors for the next tournament. And he signs their current champions to go and find other people. Um, And I like that Cole's like, I'm going to Los Angeles. And I'm like, oh my god, please don't tell me. Oh, hey, we're getting a poster. Citizen Cage. I'm like, oh my god. 100% Johnny Cage. Oh my god, why are you doing this? They're they're already setting up for the sequel. Well, they have to set up for the sequel, because here's the thing. This was a Mortal Kombat movie without a Mortal Kombat tournament. This was a prequel. This was also a Mortal Kombat movie was a without it was the a Mortal prequel. Kombat theme. There's no fucking theme. Well, 
you get kind of sort of you get to hear we, it we had the theme at the end and we actually you get to hear the instrumental version oh, okay when scorpion and sub-zero yes. fight that's great but i want to hear yes that's mortal combat i want to hear that i'm so sorry for the headphone Maybe listeners later. i'm so sorry I mean, I'm I'm fine. I don't know. You're, you go ahead and good. talk about the music, um, please, because I'm done with this movie for now. I'm done with this movie. The music had some good points, uh, but it, there were also some points where it kind of just stuck out in not a good way. Um, I'm trying to go through IMDb and see if I can find who did the damn music for this movie. Give, give me okay. a second. Uh, but uh, but guys, look, we're just two people that didn't like this movie. There are thousands of other people that will like this movie. There are thousands of other people that will have mixed reviews on this movie. It's it is a freedom of speech that we are allowed to say what we want. So don't hate us. Don't send hate mail at cinemagems15 at gmail, or tweet at me at Holland Sci-Fi, or tweet at uh, the Butt Maestro at Robert MMX or Robert Twenty Ten. The, the, the Robert 2010 on Twitter. Um, or tweet at cinemagems underscore pod on Twitter and let us know how much you hate us because we ruined your movie. I like the first movie better. I'm going to be completely honest with you in that one. Yeah. Even though even though the yeah. casting was completely off and they, they had a white person be Raiden. But, look, I still overall enjoyed the movie because they actually had a fucking tournament. So, here on Cinema Gems, we have a bit of a rating Who system. did the music? Uh, music was done by Benjamin Walfish. What else he did? Which, I have never heard of this guy before. He apparently did some composition on Blade Runner 2049. Okay. It, Shazam, and The Invisible Man. He's not a bad composer. Oh. It's just, like a lot of the actors in this movie, he wasn't given a whole lot to work with. This movie Stinks of studio interference. Before we before this hold on hold on, hold on, hold on. Of before we go before you go on your rant, I'm gonna let you go on your rant. But I just want you to know that I think you would love the Invisible Man theme of the 2019 version because guess what? It's fucking beautiful. Go on, go on, or 2020. Go on, go on. I just want you to know that I think you would have liked the music for that. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Stinks of studio interference. This this movie just reeks of studio interference and studio going. It 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 feels like the Destiny model, and when I say Destiny, I mean Destiny the video game. Something I'm still very sore about, uh, because I fell for the first game, mm-hmm. and you know, the, if, if listeners not familiar with the video game Destiny, what basically happened, and Destiny is not the only game to do this. Fucking. Uh, What's the game that came out recently? Cyberpunk 2077 basically did yeah. this where the studio rushes out a product um, and the artists uh, making that product have this big grand vision and big grand idea of we're going to give the customer their money's worth and we're going to give them this big awesome story and the studio comes in and like no you're not. You're going to chop this up into tiny little bits that make no sense independently. You're going to sell those tiny little bits as a whole. And we're going to make people keep coming back for more. And eventually they're going to pay the equivalent of ten movies worth for what is basically one movie really stretched out. That's what feels like is going on with this Mortal Kombat movie. They had a vision... But the studio was like, nah, we gotta milk it for a lot more money than that. So, they're stretching out what fe- what could have been a short film. And I'm t- I felt bait and switched. Like, I wanted to like this movie. I really did. I love the Mortal Kombat series. I love the video games. I love some of the older movies. Like, I want to be into this, and I want to be able to turn my brain off, get a little bit drunk, and just enjoy this and have a good time. But any time I thought I was having a good time in this movie, I got taken out by blatant studio interference. By blatant, uh, just 
cash grabby nature. Like, we're going to tease you with this right now, but we're not going to give you what you want. We're going to make you wait for mm-hmm. another movie. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. So, uh, as the uh, Bump Maestro said earlier while he was cut off uh, by me, we do have a rating system here in Cinema Gems Full Gem, an amazing movie. Half Gem, an all right movie. No Gem, horrible movie. So, uh, what do you, the illustrious Buttmeister himself, give it? So, I'll be honest. Before we were recording this, I was teetering on half gem or no gem. Um, and I'm going to give as much thought and effort into this decision as the filmmakers did into this movie. And I'm going to roll a dice. And if it lands on evens... I'm going to say half gem, and if it lands on odds, I'm going to say no gem. Uh, that's a nine. No gem. Okay. Uh, I give it I give it half a gem if you're very well inebriated. Very well inebriated. I, I agree. It, it does gain a few points if you're pretty inebriated. Yeah. Um, that being said, quick disclaimer, I know we mentioned being inebriated for the sake of watching movies a lot. Y'all, uh, drink responsibly. Drink in moderation. Uh, also, please know that we're never forcing this on anyone. I know there's a handful exactly. of listeners that have like gone through all the steps and like have some history and shit. Like, do what you want to do. Do what you got to do to enjoy a movie. But you know, don't abuse it either. Exactly. I don't know what I'm trying to say yeah. anymore. Admiral, please. You get got me it. Out I, got you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> So, guys, uh, that has been our take on Mortal Kombat 2021. If you didn't like it, hey, that's cool. You don't have to listen to this episode. If you do like it, if you do like our view on, on it, that's great. But we don't want mindless followers to only listen to us. We want to literally hear you guys' opinion. So email us at cinemagems15 at gmail. Email us uh, via Twitter. Like, tweet at me. Tweet at uh, but my show, Tweet at the show. You can tweet the show directly at cinemagems underscore pod. Yes, and uh, we've been pretty active on that. Holland Sci-Fi on my Twitter. And the Robear MMX. I'm sorry, the Robear 2010. The Robear 2010. On your Twitter. On Twitter, correct. Uh, We do, we probably have gained some recent followers. Um, I just want to say that some of of the conversations that I had uh, over the weekend with people about this movie... um, you, I have mentioned your theories, and I want to give you guys credit that some of the theories that they've had or some of the versions that they had of the ideas of movies I've put in, and I agree with that viewpoint that versus movies would be way better than, than just a regular this. Like, a versus movie would have been way better, and I totally agree. I don't have a radio name for you yet, but you probably are listening, so thank you. Um, you know who you are. Um, and also, guys, if you want us to review a movie and be like, hey, we want you to review this movie, let us know. We want to be the podcast that you want to listen to, as a great person once said. Also, guys. Thank you. Thank you you said much. that. Oh, I didn't mean great. I'm just kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. Gotcha. Uh, um, but guys, all we got to say about this is that look take some me time people are getting people are getting fully vaccinated people are getting ready to go outside to get excited to do things travel engines are being booked uh contractors are being booked dog 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 sitters are being booked as well guys just remember that when we get back to normal it is still okay for you to get some free time for yourself Get some spare time. Get some mental you time to take a break, to listen, to actually... I always like to say, be kind to yourself. To communicate with yourself, to have a day where you just do nothing, where you veg out. It's okay to have those days. It's okay. Don't feel bad. Absolutely. Look, guys. Things are probably going to try and go back to normal quicker than we should. They should be going back to normal. But we all have this, we're all together, and we're all, hopefully, we'll work together. Guys, thank you so much for, for listening to us. Thank you so much for hearing us. Thank you so much for putting us through 
with me specifically and the honorable Tesla for over five and a half years. Guys. Wow. If, if me and the honorable Tesla can make it through this, then you guys (laughs) can make it through anything. Look, just, we're here for you. If you want to email us, if you want to tweet at us just to be like, Hey, I'm feeling kind of down. We'll be there to talk to you. We'll be there to be like, Hey, what you need? What what got you in this mood? Why are you so upset? We're here to listen, and we will not, we will not mention it on the show, unless you unless you tell us to. We will not mention. Unless we you not. want us to, unless you specifically yeah. tell us to. Hey, I want this question to be read on the show because I want y'all to answer exactly. it on the show. That'd be cool yeah. too. Uh, but guys, before we go any further, we should say specify one thing that there's. One less soul in this earth because of Ron, and he will be sorely missed. And we are sad to see him go. We were lucky enough to have spent time with him, and while I know both of us wish, both of us, words, both of us wish that we could have had more time with him. I know pretty much all of our Swapper Jacks friends uh, who are all very deeply affected by this all wish that we would have had more time with him. Um, We're very glad for the time that we did have with him. We already miss you, Ron. And shit. (laughs) Um, I I hope you are somehow still Uh, listening to Radio Airwaves through Uh, whatever celestial plane you're on now. Uh, also, guys, uh, thank you, Marty, the, Marty, and the Arrogant Observer for letting us use your website. Also, Kevin George, thank you for letting us use your music. And also, guys, please email us at cinemagems15 at gmail. Also, tweet at Holland Sci-Fi. That is uh, my Twitter and also my Instagram. And also, cinemagems underscore pod is the Twitter, and cinemagems pod is the Instagram. Correct. And but my show is uh, the Robert twenty ten is his Twitter and the Robert MMX is his Instagram. Yes, I aced the test. Um, and uh, also, guys, have a wonderful day. And also, by the way, Black Lives always Black matter. Black Lives always matter. And be kind but to my show take it away. Be kind to others. We love y'all. Wear a mask. Keep social distancing. Keep doing the right thing. Keep being kind to yourself. We love y'all. See you next time. Uh, Yes, Black Lives Always Matter. And also, wipe your hooves and see you later. Bye.